Welcome back guys to 11 o'clock with Yuvan and Jihan where we talk about life, death and everything in between. So today we have a special guest with us. Uh, Yuvan, you want to introduce our guest? Or yeah. I? <laughs> so um, today, today's guest is uh, my cousin, Lina Shri. Um, so Jihan's so girlfriend. <laughs> Hi. Hi Lina. Hello, Lina. So nice to have you on the show. Hi. Hello. Hello everyone. I'm Lina, D-Lina. <laughs> D-Lina, yes. Yes, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, she's been very excited to be on the show and uh, I'm also very excited to introduce my girlfriend to all of you guys. So, <laughs> so enough with all of that. Yeah, everybody just gags for a second. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> all right, so today we were thinking of talking about something that has been, um, has been tickling our minds, has been... Uh, making us, uh, making us put a lot of thought and feel a lot of what do you say backlash? Feel a lot of um, you feel the you feel the ignorance and hate that come from uh, certain members of our of our own society, and it has to do with the discrimination and racism in our own country in Malaysia, and uh, this is based off the the recent. Uh, the recent events on social media, specifically Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, but not only that. I mean, it's been a, an issue for so long now. Yeah, what? This whole incident has given us uh, an excuse almost to bring it up and to spread awareness about it. Yeah, it sort of opened the floodgates. Like what, when, what initially happened may have just been um, like something that this, something that is on the surface, but it opened the gates to the bigger issue that has been present for the longest time. And we yeah, thought that exactly. we will bring it up. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad that people are putting, uh, people are giving it more attention now. Uh, if you look on, if you look on Twitter, I think uh, ever since I've been on Twitter for the past few days or so, I've been seeing a lot of, um, a lot of attention, a lot of, uh, a lot of angry, angry, uh, Twitter users yeah. that are talking about, you know, all of this mm. and, uh, yeah. Uh, do you want do you want to introduce the issue? You know? Uh I think it this whole recent thing started with uh, an Instagram post by uh what's her name? Mira, Mira Filza. Filza. Yeah. Yeah. Where she she was basically dressed in uh traditional uh Indian traditional clothes. Yeah, she was, was wearing it a, a linga, linga or yeah. something. Yes. A bridal linga. And it's not that she didn't give credit to the store that she rented the costume from or anything. It's that she used it for commercial gain, where she used it to promote, I think, her contact lenses and her eyelashes that she was selling. Mm -hmm. So from there, it stemmed out to a lot of anger from the Indian community, where there were being uh, words thrown around about uh, cultural appropriation instead of uh, cultural appreciation because she was using it for her financial or commercial gain. Right. She was profiting off of our culture. Yeah. I think it was it was quite bad. La. The instant backlash was that everybody started just 
uh, looking at it on the surface and be like, oh, what's wrong with it? You know, all of us come from a multi-ethnic country. It, it like if we want to sell nasi lemak, if we want to do this, then it only seems fair that we are allowed to dress in other other cultures, traditional yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah. But they don't look at the the fact that she used it for commercial gain or that she does that or like she didn't get the mm-hmm. point. It completely flew past them. It's it's not the same, you know. Like at school, you have Hari Raya celebration or Medika celebration, and you. Where baju melayu or baju kurung, it's not the same as that because you're not profiting off of it. You're actually appreciating the multiracial background of this country. Yeah, you know. But she she aimed to, I think she even made a video where she lip synced to one of a some Hindustan song or something Correct. like that. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny lah because everybody just sorts of um, puts it off as like oh it's just fine and everything, but they don't get the basic definition of what cultural appropriation is. And then I think there was this girl on Twitter, Ish- Ishwara, I, I think, and she I got a lot of backlash. Yeah, she tweeted like something to do with um, cultural appropriation lah, and pretty much the world started quoting the tweet and be like, no, how yeah, could you say that? Yeah, but what angered me especially is yeah. that. A lot of people uh, took it as an opportunity to show their true colors as, I'm going to openly call them, a racist, basically, yeah. where they, they took it as an opportunity to uh, belittle what the Indian community was actually upset about and instead started calling us names, started using a lot of uh, slurs, and like basically putting us down because we are a minority in this country yeah. and that is what upset it most of us i think and you know it's not just it's not just uh, it's not just anyone even local celebrities okay i'm i'm going to be very explicit i'm calling out to maya karin okay for for oh i saw that for yeah. tweeting for make, for making it seem like it's less of an issue than it really is for not properly understanding the what what it means to 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 appropriate one's culture and to profit from it and to make it seem like like we are overreacting for something that we shouldn't be overreacting about yeah in her tweet i don't remember what it says exactly but i think she was trying to say that she comes from a multicultural background and she was asking her followers uh, what is appropriate for her to wear then that won't be offensive but I think she came off too sarcastic and it's just very, it's just all like poor taste to me, you know? Yeah. You have a platform, you have a following, you should know better and do better. Exactly. By having a following, by having a large following, you not only have, you not only have the audience or the support, you have a responsibility, you know? What you think, what you say, your followers will follow and will reinstate in their own words. And there were so many, uh, so many of her followers that that uh, replied to her tweet, you know, with, uh, with tweets that that more or less went along the same lines. And it's very disappointing. It's very disappointing to see that uh, for a person that has a, such a high, so a high high influence in our country, a strong influence in our country, to not have the to not have the proper awareness. When it comes to an issue that's this severe. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. It's upsetting, especially when it comes to our own, uh, how will we call it, uh, social media influencers, who are so vocal when it comes to so many other topics. But when it comes to racism, they're all, they all suddenly shut their mouths and like, 
close their eyes when when this issue arose yeah. you know they very they're trying to be very liberal i get that it's not necessarily on brand to talk about racism especially in our country with us being quote unquote minority yeah even though we were born here and most of our parents were born here and we are from this country yeah it's 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 upsetting me that a lot of people are not using their voices for the right purpose Yeah, I think that's the thing right in context. I think there's a lot of misconception that Malaysia as a whole people assume that it's an Islamic country, but when you really look into it, Malaysia is not an Islamic country. What they did was they made Islam the official religion, but that's where that's all it is. When I think I then I did a bit more reading and Tunku Abdul Rahman actually said during his speech in like 1958 or whatever that it is not an Islamic country but the only problem is that our our forefathers didn't fight for it enough to make it a con- like part of the constitution or like to include it in anything official so then that's just this natural following that oh they are the mean like the 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 rulers of the country they, that they made up they made up uh majority yeah. of the of the group of people that you know that were leading the people at the time yeah. and over time whichever people whichever group has the has the has the most support and the most and the highest majority in that group will gain yeah. more of that of that support you know over time it just became that exactly it was assumed exactly yeah yeah so then- i think there was even a tweet from someone who said that uh racism in my opinion uh racism doesn't exist anymore in our current generation which was absolutely <laughs> garbage yeah because i, I can safely this. say that yeah I, was, i can safely say that every single indian person has experienced racism yeah especially it, it always starts in school you know like me growing up in trenganu for 12 years i mean i've experienced so much racism that at the time i didn't even know that it was wrong because i've experienced it almost every single day that i was so used to it and i thought that okay this is the treatment that i deserve to receive from the world from people around me but when i came out of that area when i moved on and i moved to kl and everything it really hit me it hit me like a bust i mean people people are so more people are more accepting here Yeah. So you don't get words thrown out at you. You don't get made fun of for wearing a putti. You know, I used to go to school every single day not wearing a putti when like uh, my grandmother would ask me to because I was embarrassed of my own culture. I was I was scared that I would be made fun of, which other Indian girls who did were made fun of and they were they were belittled and they were called called out for their skin color. which i lived in fear for such a long time that it lingers until today right but i didn't realize at the time that it was wrong because no one was standing up for people like us no one you know? no one actually thought us what it, what it means like what 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 is the idea of racism they don't include it even in our schools they don't uh, give us the the in depth teaching i, I can i can safely say like we i i i for for myself i have gone through like a significant amount of yeah. of uh, racist treatment when it comes to uh, being given school positions like they they upfront they came and told me that we're not going to select you as head prefect even though you deserve it because you are an indian 
and you're not a Malay. That is unfair. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, oh, I thought maybe being Malay is a requirement for you to fulfill this role in the school, in the Skolak Bangsa. Yeah, because you take it up to bigger scale, it is a requirement to become the Prime Minister of the country. Oh, oh so, my God. This brings back so much, so many memories. I'm so sorry, but <laughs> I have to say this. When I was in primary school, the only reason that I could not become a prefect was that I was not a Muslim and that I could not recite the the doa for perhimpunan. Yeah. When but when the best they could do for me is to become a a librarian. Oh, I remember no. this. I I pushed my it so far God. into my brain. So <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Put aside all exactly, the other forms of yeah. racism that yeah. you you receive from the public in in public walking walking down the street like minding your own business. Car door locks next to you. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we have actually experienced. So yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like a joke, you know, that the people make on social media. But we have experienced that firsthand. Exactly, it's weird how relatable things are when you see one person goes through it and be like, "Oh my god, that happened to you too." Being made fun of for having dark skin, being called hitam, kulik hitam, like black skin, translated. Oh my like, god! Don't even get me started. I because of that I became ashamed for being dark and over time I didn't I was I wish I didn't have dark skin but now hell I'm proud I'm proud to be dark skin y'all can't yes. tell me otherwise you know it's it's about time we step up and talk about this I'm things. so happy that now finally people are discriminating brands like Fair and Lovely Yeah what the hell you know for promoting brightening whitening skincare products Oof. but back then I used to lather it on my face because I was ashamed I know, I feel like at I'm one so point all of us bought fair and lovely. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, at I one point in our lives. Yeah. At one point in our lives, I'm sure we all picked up a skincare product that said brightening, whitening, some nonsense exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. It's weird that you think about it. That's how it sort of just morphed us to being like that. This is like, it became such an ideal thing to have lighter skin. And I was like, then you realize mm-hmm. the the whole problem that entails around it. That that also has a lot exactly. to do lot to do with culture as well. You know, yeah. within our culture, there are a lot of uh, different kinds of segregation and discrimination as well. Where even among Indians, they they tend to favor. They say that the fairer is prettier and all of that. Oh, and that yeah. is completely not right. But I'm pretty sure that right. I can say that that's like in in terms of like the whole uh, caste system and all the nonsense i think it's watering down nowadays like yeah. our generation of indians don't really entertain that idea at least in our among our yeah, circle our and in our region yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i don't know anyone who goes out and says things that like my caste is better than yours i don't even know my caste now like, <laughs> but, i don't but, care but, i don't care for it but uh, that being said there are still uh, social circles even here in malaysia that still kind of adopt that that similar behavior you know because uh, because i'm telugu and you are not yeah. you know that kind of oh my god i've met people really? like that who yeah. only want to date people who are specifically telugu or malayali and stuff like that i've met them and they are our age and i was oh, like no. wait a minute i don't even know what i am technically i'm like not indian but you know it's just that's awkward like, like, yeah, right? yeah so I'm like what okay I'll go find out with my mom and get back to you <laughs> <laughs> so that's amazing yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is something that we can probably we should touch on on a, on a, on a different yeah episode. on a separate but, but moving back to, to the to the idea of discrimination in our country uh, after, upon, upon all of this uh, upon all of this fighting that happened on Twitter there were some people like they were actually very aggressively started expressing their their hate towards Indians very very sarcastically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would love to bring up a name if if you can remember her name. 
Siti Nur Ain, she got fired from her job because someone, I mean, I was doing some digging. I, I was telling Jihan this. I did some some tremendous uh, CIA work <laughs> where I was going through and doing background checks on all these people who were blatantly, <laughs> openly, proudly <laughs> racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for hire, guys, for hire. Uh, anyway, some, some, some other uh, guy beat me to it. Ugh. But yeah. anyway, he beat me to it and he released her information whereby he 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 said that her name was I think Siti Nur Ain or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, he said that she worked in this place so and so and here's the number. Please call and make sure that her her employers are aware of her racist behavior. Yeah, <laughs> I actually called the so, number. Just letting you guys know. Yeah, yeah. And basically, she I think the last update was that she was terminated from her job. Yeah. Because she she said some really really racist remarks where it's it cannot be taken lightly, you know. If we were if we were to brush all of these things off, we've been brushing all of these things off for years. Yeah. And I think it's time that our generation of people, or people of all walks of life, really come together and start bending together and to do something about it. You can say you can say easily. A lot of people have said that oh, getting her thrown out of her job is too much, you know. But yeah. There should be some form of uh, repercussions to her being a blatant racist. Yeah, exactly. It's not okay. It shouldn't be okay and it shouldn't be accepted. Yeah. No, has she, I don't think she has apologized also. It's that, it's that I don't think so. people were willing to educate her. People were willing to help her get the awareness, even on Twitter. We saw that. We saw people willing to help her understand what it's like for someone to be on the receiving end of this problem. And all she had to say in response to that was okay and the K-word. Yeah. Oh, I just realized, in case you guys don't know, uh, this is the girl who who was in the viral picture where she was standing with her shoes on temple grounds. Right. And the temple actually is the Penang Hill Temple. Oh, no. Where... Yeah, I did some research. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the Penang Hill Temple and she was wearing her shoes and she was stepping basically on the temple grounds, which is very rude in a sense because it's common knowledge that you have to take off your shoes, wash your feet and then go into the temple. Yeah, it's the same thing when you but, enter the mosque, but yeah. somehow you don't seem to get If we did that in a mosque, can uh, yeah. you imagine the backlash that we would get? Exactly. We don't do that. It's never happened because we know. We know to be respectful. Yeah. And sh- this girl, instead of... Uh, apologizing she said that first she said that she asked uh, the guy who was working in the temple and he said it's fine for her to wear her shoes which i don't believe is true yeah it's not second she she reposted the picture to her story and she tagged two of her friends who followed her on her trip to penang and she asked them uh guys i don't remember why i didn't take off my shoes do you know why and one of her friends replied saying that oh we were too distracted by the some, it was all in Malay, but I'll loosely translate to... Uh, I can't remember. I think it's because we were trying to get away from the smelly Indian guy. Yeah. Oh. Which... I actually saw that. Ex- yeah. What the... F- it, it really, like, broke my heart a bit, you know, that these people are so ignorant yeah. to their behavior. Yeah. yeah. It's weird, la. The thing is that even when it comes to the K-word, right, like, people talk about it and, like, you see it being used so, so, like, so easily, you know, without a thought... And then 
in contrast, I was just telling G about it in the car. So when you see these communities doing it and all, it's directly reflected with like our previous minister, prime minister, right? When Mahathir used the K-word in one of his speeches and he had a lot of backlash. Like, can you imagine if the leader of the country himself uses the word so freely and then continues to defend himself saying that, oh, I came from Kedah, in Kedah it's a common thing and all of that. You, it's not okay. It's not okay, exactly. It's not okay. And then you know I, what scares yeah. me? Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, so then I, when I did a bit of reading on like the K-word and all, one origin of the word was from the Kalinga thing. Mm. And another origin mm. of the word that was used was by the British, right? Because of the colossal sound when they came off the ships. So that sound made the, the, the K-word. And all of that. So it's fairly understood. Like there's no proper sources to all this, but it's fairly understood so that it is a derogatory term. The sound of what? Sorry, the colossal, the anklet. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The, the leg anklet. Yeah, the leg anklet. You know, the bells last time, the old anklet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's but it scares me that uh, these 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 children who say it in school and everything they're so young, right? Yeah. But it obviously comes from their parents, because you don't see these words being used on TV on YouTube. Yeah. No one says these these words, you know. It's so specific to our country yeah. and our history that it of course comes from their parents, and it scares me that that parents are teaching their children these things. It's weird, lah. It's the same thing as Apu Nene. The number of times I've been called oh, that. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. Oh. Uh. People need to understand that just because they, they came from a certain time doesn't mean that time doesn't move forward and it doesn't mean that you don't have to adapt to to what is right and wrong according to the according to according to the current time. Okay. A long time ago it was right it was a norm. It was a it was a norm for the for the for the N word. For the N word in, in the US. No, mm-hmm. and over time people gained that realization and the awareness and learned that it is wrong and it is not it is not right to say and they are still fighting that battle and I applaud them for fighting that battle, you know. But but they've made tremendous progress in a sense. Like look at us in comparison. In Malaysia, right? in comparison, it's so bad because people don't even are not even willing to to one people are not even willing to uh, gain the awareness to raise the awareness to put the effort to raise the awareness. Second. People still want to live in the olden days. They want to pretend like it's it's fine. Like just because we uh, we did it in the past, so it should be okay now. Yeah, it is not okay. It's weird, right? Did you see there was an argument saying that Merdeka's around the corner? Why don't you just put all of this behind you and focus on the Perpad one? But like, as much as you want that How? idealist goal, you're you're missing the whole point here. You know, like in order to reach the whole Merdeka goal, you need to like. Take care of this racism issue for us to be one exactly. of the country. That's the point of Medeka. What the hell? This is like you some... You can't just brush it under the rug and like call exactly, it a day. Exactly, like some family like, hey, function that you just smile on the front and then you hate each other on exactly. the back. What the hell? It's not like you have beef with your auntie and then you put it aside so all of you yeah. can be together, you know? It's not like that at all. You see, this comes from, from a point of view of, of a lot of privilege. Even on Twitter, a lot of the, a lot of the Malays that I see the tweet... They tweet saying, "Oh, what are you complaining about? You already get so many things. We are we are already a we are already a multiracial country, and everyone is uh, accepted equally in this country. This just means that they are not aware that they are ignorant of the problem because of their privilege. Yeah, you know, they don't realize that they have been given so much, they have been spoon fed so much privilege that they are actually blinded as to not be able to see the reality of what's going on within the country. Ask them to sit for one day in our shoes, and they won't." Why? They won't. You know, many of them were saying that we were threatened by their boomy rights. 
that we should just keep quiet uh, even though we are not satisfied that we don't get the same treatment as them that we are just jealous this all stemmed mind you from a picture of mira hilsa wearing a lenga and profiting <laughs> off of it exactly all of these opinions are coming out now from the malay community which baffles my mind because they are, they are doing everything they can to take away from the main reason that we are upset that we were upset you yeah. know yeah and it's been like it's been happening even like even right before the mira filza issue there were a lot of issues springing springing from um the apartments right not wanting to discriminating against who they want to have as tenants oh, and yes. all Yeah and it's not specific to any like any this one but a lot of indian people also got marginalized for it and like they said oh we don't want to have you all living here and all that it's ridiculous to think that there's so many stigmas against one very huge community you know like mm-hmm. you want to shun it as minority but there's like millions of us here in the country we've been given the image that oh we are smelly we don't take care of things and therefore we don't want to rent you our place and this is actually something that we have seen with our own eyes and heard with our own ears and aside from that you know when you see new a new property being released uh, being sold you actually see that that uh, people people who have the bumi putra rights have the upper hand they get a better mm-hmm. pricing they 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 are some sometimes people who are non boomies don't even i can't even actually buy the properties there yeah yeah even when it comes to rental you always see uh, chinese only it's the whole issue with the the jobs job requirement where it's like mandarin speaking only that's fine but if you have an indian person who can speak mandarin or a malay person who can speak mandarin and you still de- uh, don't accept them for the job and you choose a chinese person who yeah. can speak mandarin over those two like deserving candidates that's not okay also right yeah you can have requirements like it is it's your choice at the end of the day who you want to rent out your place to but you cannot be you cannot be practicing discrimination you know exactly. by stereotyping certain groups of people to certain stereotypes like Indians are known to be what smelly or I don't I don't know like alcoholics you know yeah. which is all very racist and mostly untrue there are Indians who don't even drink there are Chinese people who don't eat pork yeah you know it's unfair it's unfair to group people based on their stereotypes exactly even if you have that preconceived notion don't act on it don't act on it don't impose it onto other people sometimes it's understandable that growing up in a in a society where all of these preconceived notions are implanted into your head it's time for us to become aware that all of these are not our own notions but notions that are implanted onto us sociologically that we have to understand that you can't just put a, a stigma or a stereotype uh, you can attach it towards one particular race and then make decisions based on that Yeah. Exactly. Especially when it involves uh giving and taking opportunities from people, you know. Yeah. That that's very unfair. You are robbing someone of a life experience. I mean, yeah, we see that even in terms of education. What do we have like a 10% quota from all minorities? Oh my god. In yeah, public yeah. universities. Can you imagine all minorities, you know? That means everybody who isn't a bumiputra is marginalized to 10% of what the university makes up. Mhm. I just 
Ah, that is that is scary to think about when, when you call our country a country that's multiracial and and all of us yeah. get equal treatment. Where exactly. is the equal? We use it as like a tourism thing and everything, but for all yeah. the good yeah. that we promote it, we don't address the actual problems that we all face. Like they that just is want the, the reason that many of us grow up not even considering going to a public university. Yeah, because we Doesn't were just cross your mind. Exactly, like, we were just yeah. limited to already think. Oh shit. What exactly. private university have to go to, and like parents are thinking, how am I supposed to save up for university when if we are deserving, we could have had the privilege of going to a proper public university. And can you imagine, even if you get into that ten percent, you probably won't even get the course that you want to do. Exactly, because the yeah. government chooses for you; they give you options. Yeah, sure, you can write <sighs> down that you want to do like medicine or engineering, but they'll probably give you something that you don't even think to do. Yeah. You know, who decide the idea of taxes? And how the boomies in our country have an entirely different tax system. <laughs> it's funny That's though. a whole other thing. When you yeah. dive into the mm-hmm. when you dive into the boomi putra rights, right? It it it. I feel like a lot of problems stems from there. From the time that they decided that we'll give them special rights. I'm sorry, lah, but if you have those rights and you and you sort of think yourself as a privilege for having those rights, I don't know. It just doesn't agree with me. It doesn't sit well. Like, how do you think it's fair? What doesn't sit well with me is the ignorance that comes with it. Yeah. Is that you don't care about anyone else in this country because you have uh, the privilege, you know? Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm settled. I don't care about you. Yeah. You don't have the rights. Cry about it. You know, like... Yeah. Worse, but they will even do anything worse, like, and oh, everything to, to keep it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. The number of times that people have said that to me... Which is so disrespectful. They don't understand the blatant ignorance that comes with their statements like this, you know. Yeah. What scares me is this sometimes comes from people from our own generation, people who are who, who we presume have gotten a, a proper education. You know, it makes mm. it's hard. Yeah, on Twitter, it's all from our generation. Yeah, it's it's hard enough, bad enough that that uh, the Indians are a minority in this country. It means that it's harder for them to to work and get jobs and earn money. You impose more. More, uh, more issues onto them. More discriminatory, yeah, discriminatory issues onto them. They make life even harder for them. When the fact is that yeah. coming from the perspective of the three of us, my family has been in Malaysia for four generations now. You know, we are not outsiders. We built this country mm-hmm. together. We were born in this country. We grew up in this country. I am Malaysian by blood, and so are all of us. Yeah. Yeah, I am. We all are. For anyone to tell me to go back to India, if anyone ever said that to me. Oh my god, that is not right. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can lock your doors whenever I walk by your car, but you cannot tell me to go back to India because I wouldn't even know where to go. I'm not from there. I'm from here. It's just, it's very ignorant, like it all just, it, it's so many things just stem from one to the other, you know. One thing starts it, and then it rolls over to another thing. You see, you see all of these pre-existing stigmas, and then they teach their children, it's like, oh, don't stand too close to the Indian boy, they'll take you away. And I'm like, dude, I came to eat dim sum just like you, you know, like, like what the <laughs> hell? Like I understand child safety is one thing, but you actually managed to. Con- uh, pass on a stereotype that when an Indian man is near you, be careful. Not like when a man is near you, be away. You know. But like, looking looking on the on the brighter side of things, lah, it makes me happy to see that on Twitter there are Indians and there are Malays, both who are who are fighting to help raise awareness for this idea. Yeah. Raise awareness toward racism. Mm, yes. You know? I think they deserve the credit. That's to you. Yeah, they deserve the credit because 
it's not easy first of all for them to be uh, the the black sheep within their their own community you know for them to realize their privilege and to to try to uh, educate other people about it especially uh, other people within their own community right. other malays yeah because you know, i think it's the good pe- that they that they're doing that yeah because i think the people that we're calling out are not a specific race so we're not looking at malay people and saying as a whole community we're very specifically calling out the racist within those communities and especially when you come yeah. from a privileged standpoint and you want to start hating on the minorities and all we that. are also we are also mm-hmm. calling out the people who are affected by this racism and are, are not or not putting putting any effort to fight it or to raise any awareness or to teach your kids or to educate those around you who don't understand what it is about because it is important it is very important i think it is yeah i think uh, the point of us talking about this on this podcast is not to to fight anyone or to hate anyone but rather to raise the awareness towards people who who are aware of this issue and aren't doing anything about it towards the people within our country who aren't aware of this issue that we want you to understand that this is this is the problem the reality that's going on within our country and that you should educate yourself on it and to the people outside our country who think that Malaysia is all uh, dreams and beaches and, and all of that and islands and just because we are a multiracial country we have all kinds of beautiful food the that's the this the mask that you put in front of the of the reality the harsh reality behind it that is discrimination and racism and we hope that you see us for for what we are and that we are a group of people who are willing to fight to fight this this racism yeah we want actual yeah. equality for the country it's i think it, i think you said that very well i think it, yeah. as a whole we we just we just i feel i feel i'm i'm like super tired of getting just faced with all the bullshit that you see on social media and everything like it may not affect me personally or it may like it may not affect our circle but as a whole it encircles all of us when you start condemning a nation and and you know it's mm-hmm. it's as a whole you can't fight it one person you can't fight it like with one episode of the podcast you have to fight it as a whole and everybody de- just needs to start paying attention to what the issue is and really just like admit that you know Malaysia isn't all great with its multi ethnic group and actually look at the bigger issue like it may not be easy to live in a multi like cultural community but <laughs> you can't just call it like good food and like oh shit we get to eat banana leaf and um nasi impit on the same day like no it's not about that <sighs> yeah it's not something that just can be talked about and then like everyone makes a big hoo-ha or a weed and then slowly it's humus down you yeah, know exactly. it's not something that you can just laugh about or argue about and then yeah. like everything goes quiet because we That's all not how this works yeah because we all know that the mira filza issue or the 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 calling out of like the people using the slurs on social media will die down in a week or two but it shouldn't as as much as it dies down in social media it shouldn't die down amongst the communities or the fight to mm-hmm. end it you know like we don't need something to trigger the people to constantly just bring it up like it should naturally be a thing discussed in the government and the parliament you know i think i think uh, yeah, if anything yeah. i hope that this uh, people who are listening to this episode we want we want this episode to ignite that spark in you we want to to um spark that to start this um, revolution to any kind of peaceful protest towards this racism yeah we want to make a change and uh, i'm glad that we talked about this and i I really am glad because this is something that has been happening very recently and it's uh, directly affected all of us as a as a as a group of uh, people as a yeah. group of Indians. Yeah. And I'm glad that uh, we got to have Lena on the on this episode because uh, well, thanks for having me guys. 
it it means a lot that I can be here and actually talk about this. That this platform actually gives us all a voice to really spread awareness, really throughout our our generation or at least the listeners of this podcast. I hope you guys. Uh, I hope you guys realize what is going on in our country nowadays and what we we as young people need to do to take steps to fix it to make it all better you know yeah so that we can all actually really live in peace and harmony and not whatever bullshit uh, slogan that the malaysian government pushes towards like tourism and all because all of that is not real all of that is just a fake image that is plastered over our entire country when in reality all of these things are still happening and we need to do something about it yeah I think very well said Lena. Thank you so much for joining us today. I think what like Thanks you gave us a lot me. of input on over the matter and all as well. And thank you guys for listening to us up to up to here and uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope that uh, we hope that we can hear your thoughts as well. Um, post your opinions, post your thoughts on this wherever reach out to any of us or you know just express uh, yourself. We hope to hear from you. Until the next time. Yeah guys, thank you so much. Bye guys. Till tomorrow. Cheers. Cheers.